Fuck my arse on a Tuesday. It's your main man, Hella Fitzgerald. We're back. Brand new episode of Punkadelic Podcast. Don't even fucking worry about it. Whatever it is you're worried about, I am telling you right now, fucking stop. Here is something that we can all focus on in times of darkness and in times of need. At the end of every single day of the year, Margaret Thatcher is still dead. So focus on that. That's it. And let's get on with it. Alright, so... Uh, to say that I have an episode planned this week might be a little bit of an overstatement. Um, this is going to be a little bit more loosey-goosey than usual. Um, basically, we just have a slate of notes to get through, little things that I was thinking about during the week that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And then, basically, because we didn't get to do it last week, because I got fucking stoned first, we're just going to do an extended Walloper watch this week. And to be honest, I can't even remember what is in there in the notes. So, um, when I get in there, there's going to be some raw, raw reactions because, um, people are just fucking arseholes. I can, I hope you were listening. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, Maybe go do that because um there was a there was a little part in there where I was explaining about Walloper Watch and how like you know um it's not about just straight negativity it's not about people being haters like there's more of a a scumbag sense of entitlement that like when they've pressed enter they feel like they've contributed or they've done something good when in reality they have made a fucking fool of themselves or just contributed nothing just waffled basically the fucking commenting equivalent of turning a hairdryer on for 30 seconds and turning it back off it's just hot air it's just a fucking waste of digital space pointless so anyway there's a fucking shortened version of what that was all about and so let's see margaret thatcher still did um oh yeah so we're talking last week as well about uh but the plan is to get the 52 episodes, so um, I guess this is going to be episode 9. Next week will be episode 10, if my maths is correct. And that'll mean that we're kind of a fifth of the way there. So that's pretty fucking cool, and I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, but I I need to have a fucking serious word with you here, because you all need to stop listening to episode 1, okay? Episode 1 fucking stinks. It's like... Back when I didn't know that I could fucking do a podcast every week, which was only like six weeks ago, but like I've sort of proven it to myself now. Um, and it was just, it was just shocking. It was like a different direction. It was less raw, less honest, and, uh, therefore I think less entertaining. Um, let me know, let me know if you agree or disagree with that. Um, and if you have any other feedback with the pot about the podcast whatsoever, um, just get, send it my way. And I'll take it on board because I want this to be uh I want this to be good. So um the point being, stop listening to episode one. It's fucking shite. This podcast gets really good at episode six, 
I'm pretty pleased with how episode two turned out and three and four, my list of great podcasts is just me giving up all of my influences. So I've, I, if you listen to episodes three and four, that's just what I'm ripping off wholesale every single week. Um, so yeah, please stop listening to episode one. It's fucking shite. And it's got about 40 listens right now and it's fucking, it's bothering me. But, uh, I think that the next, most popular is the first episode of Sick Podcasts, which I don't even think is anywhere near as good as the second episode of Sick Podcasts, but the second part of Sick Podcasts, I believe I fucked something up in the editing, so it might sound a bit shite, so whatever. Episode 6, that's where the crack really, really starts, and um, we're just going to keep getting better, folks. Like We're just we're rolling now, okay? This fucking train ain't going to stop. Uh, so, I'm looking at the numbers right here right now, and... Um, once we get that little wrinkle with people listening to the fucking first episode, I like I'll change the name of it or whatever because people seem to think, I don't know, maybe people just think that what the fuck is Punkadelic Podcast is gonna like episode one is gonna somehow be all encompassing and explain it perfectly. Uh, it's just not really how podcasts work, bro. Uh, so I'm looking at the numbers right now. We're at 159 players, so that is fucking mental to me. I was so delighted when we passed 100. I couldn't believe it. So, um. That is, uh, that's pretty fucking special. I appreciate every single one of you for listening. Everyone that's reached out and said they've been enjoying it. Thank you so much. Everyone that hasn't, go fuck yourself. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Seriously, you guys listening to it and me checking this number, you know, once every three days is, is reward enough. Uh, so we've got 159 plays here and, um, let's get back to my notes. Uh, so. Yeah, was delighted to pass 100, so much less now that we're at 150, that's fucking bats. Uh, but what is going to happen when we get to 250, ep- 250 players, not 250 episodes, that's like five years of podcasting. We'll see, we'll see. So, at 250 players, so last week I was telling you that Blastcast is a go. And so at some point in the next week, I'm going to record that. And then once the podcast hits 250 views, I'm going to post it. So as a very quick refresher, if you haven't been listening or this is your first episode of Punkadelic Podcast, welcome. Uh, Blastcast is a future planned episode of the Punkadelic Podcast where um, I'm going to take all of a thousand milligram edible that my friend got me for my birthday. And I'm going to record for as long as I am capable of and then cut it down to the highlights phase and just... See what goes on in the fucking grey matter on a thousand milligrams of THC. You know, it might be like an hour of crack and then I just collapse into myself on a paranoid wreck. I don't really know. I don't really fuck around with edibles. Um, Like I've had much lower THC ones previously, but I'm such a fat cunt that it's like, you know, it's like fucking water off a duck's back at this point. So, uh, Blastcast is a fucking go, folks. It's going to be recorded in the next few days. I am finalizing my plans for what I'm going to do during it. So currently I was thinking of, um, muting a classic UFC fight and trying to commentate it, but not using any technical terms, just being like, Oh, he punched him. Oh, shit, he punched him back. Oh, two punches in a row. Um, so that's a real dumb idea. Then there's a really, really bad TV show from the 90s that I want to do a watch along episode for. So it might make more sense to do that on edibles. Um, and then from there, uh, what I was thinking actually might be good crack is if I 
tell you lads a story uh straight sober during the day and then like in the depths of the fucking edible try and retell it and see what other twists and turns manifest themselves in it um, or other things that shake out of my memory so uh if you guys have any ideas about that uh, oh and then maybe finish strong with a classic film um oh you know we'll see i don't know how this is gonna go i really really don't i don't even know if i'm completely comfortable taking a full thousand uh, milligrams at once a big big part of me wants to um cut it into quarters see how 250 affects me and then whether or not taking 750 at once is likely to be bad for my mental health or not um either way i'm willing to sacrifice bits of my mental health for this podcast so fuck it so um fuck's sake i read my notes out of order and now i'm fucking all over the place so yes so blast cast is a go we're gonna get the 52 episodes it starts getting good at episode six but you can go back and there is still some gold before then um sort of what i want this podcast to do for me uh like if you guys are entertained by it and you're enjoying it that's fucking sweet um but what i'm looking to get out of it is and i'll just tell you this straight up is like being able to collate my collate as in collect why didn't I just say collect? Collate's a better word. It's 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 fancier. Trust me. Start saying collate more. Um, so I want to collate my thoughts and be able to express them clearly, because half the time I just talk up both sides of a point and to decide which time which side I come down on by the end of the sentence. And it's just like that doesn't seem like a fucking sustainable way to live. Better off to know. So um, who and who I'm specifically really not that I'm trying to rip off, but I'm trying to get to their level, is uh, Luke Thomas, the mixed martial arts journalist, and uh, Tim Dillon, who is a comedy podcaster. Tim Dillon is a very, very abrasive personality, and you might not like him, you might not find him funny, you might disagree with his politics, although I don't really think he actually has politics. I think he just speaks with the cadence of like an Alex Jones or a right-wing lunatic, but he's sort of poking fun at the entire thing. But um, podcast recommendation for you, especially if you find him abrasive and you don't really like his style, um, check him out on Lex Friedman's podcast. And he was able to articulate why his particular brand of like offensive, you know, go fuck yourself comedy actually worked. And he was able to mount, you know, smart defenses of it. And he, he had insightful things to say about politics in America right now and society and culture. And I just was really, really knocked out by how, uh cohesive he was and candid is candid the right word that i'm looking for probably not see this is why i'm trying to get better at fucking expressing myself because i'll just i'll be like i'll have two words in my head and then i'll just wonder out loud which ones i should use i don't know if that makes for great podcasting content um so anyway there you go just because it'll probably be obvious from the way that i'm speaking sometimes and because i steal little phrases here and there like i love when luke thomas says if past is prologue that's just that's just a good thing to say in qualifying, you know, another statement that you're going to make, particularly one that's theoretical or hypothetical or hasn't happened yet. So that's the level that I'm thinking of this at. I know I come on here and say fuck a lot, but I am trying to, This is we're trying to build towards something here. And uh, on the point about the swearing, the swearing isn't going to fucking stop, okay? We're dropping F-bombs, we're dropping C-bombs, we're dropping F and C-bombs, we're dropping ugly C-bombs, fat ugly C-bombs, fat useless F and C-bombs, and 
look, it just is what it is, all right? Like, there's never any venom in, in my swearing. It's just, like, punctuation. I throw it in there like fucking commas, and uh, sometimes I'll even throw it into the middle of a word, like, fan-fucking-tastic, or absolutely. And, um, like, I'm not even really sure where that comes from because, like, my parents don't really swear. So, it just, look, it just is what it is. And uh, if you can't handle it, step out the door. This podcast isn't going to stop for you. Like, so, we're here. We're swearing a lot. Um, that's just it okay if it's abrasive for your ears and you don't like it that's fine that is cool I'm sorry that we can't do business together but this is not going to be the podcast for you aight so swearing is here to fucking stay and um, if anybody knows any swear words that I don't know yet please let me know but also like we'll be using fucking skeet bag words like fucking calling people balloons and whatnot. don't get me wrong like uh, the problem was with using fucking Yuri words was like in about 2013 2014 our word like the word that we come up with that's a fucking distinctly nuri word rocket head then was culturally appropriated around the world but they dropped the head off it's like you don't understand that head suffix is the grammatical qualifier that makes that an insult you put head at the end of anything and it makes it an insult in nuri skate head rocket head Booze head. Like, that's it. So, um, I thought that we maybe needed to resurrect balloon, tube, and spoon. Do you remember, like, being from Newry and back in the day, people just be, you fucking spoon. Like, who, like, who knows what it means or where it came from, but it's effective. It's like, you fucking spoon. You fucking inanimate kitchen object that should be kept in a fucking drawer at all times. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at with the the swearing. Uh blah 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 blah. What else is good in the notes here? Oh, so yes, at 250 plays, we're gonna have blast cast, and it's gonna be a good time. Maybe. I mean it, it might be a good time for me. It'll definitely be a good time for you guys because I'll cut it down, I'll make it funny, like. And uh Oh yeah, so at 250 plays we'll release Blastcast. Or if we get to 250 plays before then, maybe we'll have to fucking save that for 500, you know, the half a ton. Uh, the manga and um maybe we'll see we'll see i'm making this up as i go along folks making this up as i go along um but what i would like is in the future and maybe even sooner rather than later to be honest just to get some fucking feedback um and make sure that this is working for people is i want to do a question and answer episode so Whatever way you want to get in touch with me, most of you that listen to me, listen to this, just know me straight up. Although, who is the one fucking soldier listening in Singapore? One percent of my listens come from Singapore, so I would genuinely love to know who that fucking legend is. And less than one percent, looking at the analytics there, comes from Austria. And I really, really don't know who that is. I have a suspicion who it is in Singapore, but like, I've never given the satisfaction of mentioning them on the podcast. Um... And, uh, yeah, so, like, I don't know who it is. Mr. Schwarzenegger, please, um, please let me know. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so getting in touch with the questions, uh, punkadelicpodcast at gmail.com, but don't use that because I never check it. Um, text me or punkadelic, at punkadelicpodcast on Instagram is a pretty good place to get them. Um, and or just like light a fire and send signals to South Vancouver and I'll get it. I'll understand. Preferably weed smoke. Preferably. And don't like, you know, I don't know what sort of questions you want to ask. Like fucking literally whatever you want. The stupidest fucking stuff ever. Uh, where was I was talking to someone about this earlier on. 
Um, yeah, so like stuff like, would you rather have dick-sized nipples or a nipple-sized dick? That's good stuff. Um, who would win in a fight between Mike Perry and Mike Myers? And then obviously the qualifying questions are, are punches to the nose allowed? Do people get to wear masks? So, you know, we can, uh, we can go places with this. So don't think that it has to be too serious or anything like that. Get the fucking stupid questions coming in and sooner rather than later, I'd like to knock out a question and answer episode. So, uh, please do that. Just text me, like, if you want, just text me and, um, let's do it. Let's get the people involved, the Punkadella files. All right. So was anybody watching the fights at the weekend? Now I know that the fucking fight talk turns off any female listeners straight away, but this is only going to be. 30 seconds tops just did anyone see fucking Missy Barber's offensively bad striking uh, at the at the last pay-per-view what the fuck was she doing with that spinning attack like sometimes when the women throw those fucking meme kicks from fucking four feet out of range and you're just like what a fucking waste of everyone's fucking time like do you not listen to your trainer what the fuck was the point of that waste of energy useless and then because it's fucking women's MMA and it's flyweight and it's just a dog shit division that just doesn't have the fucking depth yet for it to actually be good. Um, give it a year or two. Uh, Alexa Grasso threw a couple of counters, you know, pretty good counter and it was really, really working against Missy Barber, who's, I don't know what the fuck. She just was a lot of raw potential, but it's very, very much an unpolished diamond right now. So Grasso throws a few effective counters back, but nothing that you're going to fucking jump up out of your seat over. Absolutely not. And DC was then calling her the best pure female boxer in the UFC. And so, look, I'm not here to argue with that statement. That may or may not be true. I, I mean, I really don't think so. I, I, I really think that Amanda Nunes is probably not. Like, um, if that's the best female boxer in the UFC, some female boxer needs to come over right away and school these bitches. Where is Heather the Heat Hardy right now? Isn't she signed to Bellator? Let's get her another MMA fight. Let's fucking do that. Um, Alright, so before we move into the Walloper Watch section of the show, um, I want to recommend a movie and I want to recommend a podcast. And the only other thing I want to do before that is just to say um, an actual, on an actual deadly serious note, uh, a Rest in peace, Rupert Neve. Um, if you don't know who Rupert Neve is, he basically is an audio engineer, a pioneering audio engineer who created the Neve board named after himself. And there are certain preamps and transistor things and other complicated electronic shit I'll never understand. Um, that makes it really one of the greatest fucking pieces of audio equipment of all time. And it was in a legendary studio known as Sound City. So if you've ever enjoyed music by Lindsay Buckingham, Fleetwood Mac, um with Lindsay Buckingham and uh Stevie Nicks, because that's where they met. Uh Nine Inch Nails, Guns N' Roses uh, Metallica's Death Magnetic was recorded there. Nirvana's Nevermind. Rage Against the Machine recorded their debut album there. Basically all live in one take in front of about 14 of their friends. Um, Dio's Holy Diver was recorded there. The Masters of Reality. The Queens of the Stone Age. Um, like I cannot explain to you how legendary 
and mental this studio is. Please go and watch the documentary Sound City about it. Um, I note that it's currently free on YouTube if you agree to watch a few ads. Uh, that was directed by Dave Grohl. That was Dave Grohl's directorial debut and it is honestly outstanding. Like the way it tells the story of the studio and the board is beautiful and then the sort of it's sort of split into two halves so it tells that whole story for maybe about three quarters of the movie and then for the last quarter say uh dave Grohl gets it installed in his own studio 6606 i always wonder why he never named it 666 that's fucking what i'm dope um and he gets a bunch of his famous friends to come around and record new songs in the style of the old ones through the Neve board so you get amazing collaborations between like Foo Fighters and Stevie Nicks Queens of the Stone Age Nine Inch Nails and fucking Dave Grohl fucking just there is awesome stuff on that soundtrack and in that movie and the landscape of music without Rupert Neve and does not bear thinking about so have a read into that if you're a music nerd and even if you're not a music nerd get sound city watched it's amazing one of the best documentaries i've ever seen uh so on much more positive notes what i really really enjoyed recently was the most recent episode of the orphan tapes so this is what big jay okerson and dan soder are doing while they're waiting for comedy central to get their finger out and fucking fix the bonfire or maybe it's not comedy central maybe it's sirius xm I'm not entirely sure. Um, I know they talked about it on the podcast the other day. but So anyway, Orphan Tapes is recorded at Gas Digital Studios. And uh, it was just so fucking funny the other day. I couldn't believe it. Like, I know I sound like I want to crawl up Gas Digital's ass and breathe in the fumes deeply. <sighs> but you just got to go with me on this, okay? Look, basically the last half hour, uh, Mark Norman joins in as a guest. And Norman is obviously fucking straight hilarious. And all they do is they play that video of Bam Margera crying and talking about being kicked off jackass and they rip him to shreds. Now, the video is so sad, which is what makes the ripping, like, it's just, it feels so wrong, but it's so fucking funny and they're making fun of his fucking thick Philadelphia accent in it and it's just like, oh, it's fucking funny. It's a sad video if you're a big Bam Margera fan, don't, don't watch it, <laughs> but, um, who the fuck's a big Bam Margera fan in 2021? Grow the fuck up. And I also... Oh, yeah, so you get that on YouTube. Just look for the Orphan Tapes, and I think it's the third episode. Christ, I can't wait to have the bonfire back four days a week. That is going to fucking make my year. March 1st, they're talking about, so here's fucking hoping. And hopefully they got that wrinkle sorted out in the contract where they can sell merch, because I wouldn't mind a bonfire t-shirt. Like. Now... I wanted to recommend a movie, uh, a movie called The Lighthouse. And I want to qualify it by saying it's it's not even in black and white. It's like all in various shades of grey. Um, and it's a very small aspect ratio. So it's like looking at a box in the middle of the screen, like an old school camera, not like a widescreen movie. And in this movie, Robert Pattinson goes out to work on a lighthouse where Willem Dafoe is like the lighthouse keeper. And he goes to do a shift there and he may or may not be running from something. And it's all very, very, very mysterious. And it's directed by Robert Eggers, who also directed The Witch, which I have yet to see, but I am reliably informed is one of the most like proper, horrifying, existential dread, leave the cinema shaking fucking horror movies meant to be a fucking white knuckler. 
So I'm very, very interested in this movie because there is a certain amount of like memed content from it. So um, full disclosure, if you haven't seen this yet, this is going to be a spoiler. So you can skip ahead 10 seconds in three, two, one. Robert Pattinson grabs a seagull out of the air and straight up fucking murders it with his bare hands in it. And it's so violent and crazy. So I just had to see this movie. I had to see it. It's like Pattinson and Defoe locked in a lighthouse together, slowly going mad. It sounds like... It sounds fucking perfect by a visionary director with, you know, weirdo cinematography. And um, it it's so fucking weird. I would say, like, for my money, the first hour of the movie makes fucking no narrative sense. There's all these weird shots of just the light in the lighthouse going around and the insinuation that it's some kind of weird magic. And there's weird half stories and there's a weird scene where all they say is what to each other and... It's fucked up and then they get fucked up and drink all the whiskey within two nights and start making drinks out of diesel fuel that they have there and then they can't remember if they've been there for three days or five weeks or what. And you never know what the reality of the situation is as the viewer. And then the second hour is a tour to fucking force as it all gets sorted out and they tip over into real, real madness. And sometimes Willem Dafoe's face just fills the entire screen and his big wide eyes and a huge beard that he grew himself for it and he just looks in fucking scene it, the performances are bananas good if you're a fucking cinephile you need to see the lighthouse and um a friend of mine was letting me know as well that robert eggers next movie is going to be called the northman and it's going to be not set in but it's filming in northern ireland so like I can't wait to see how I can't wait to see how it looks. It was the last time we seen Northern Ireland in a really big film, Hellboy Two, when that crazy guy that was like a half torso attached to a fucking go kart. And what about what is mine? <laughs> Cold rain accent on him. And what about what is mine? Listen, that's fucking Hellboy. Show a bit of respect, you fucking proddy cunt. Um. So yeah, the lighthouse can't recommend it enough. Do not turn off in the first hour because you don't understand what's going on. Okay, don't do it. Stick with it, and you will be big time rewarded. Wow, I can't believe that took us almost half an hour just to get through those notes. Uh, Clearly the system is working. The system works! (sighs) Well, I'm ready for a fucking good, hard, deep walloper watch. They live in your community. They comment on your posts. Their parents feel them. They are wallopers. Oh great, my neighbours are moving furniture and now the whole building's shaking. That's fucking brilliant. Well, at least they're not fucking pumping country music through speakers like they were last week. Thank fuck I know how to edit audio, huh? Anyway... We're here for Walloper Watch, and Wallopers we shall watch. And first off this week, so it's a screenshot from Instagram. It was a, it was a video, it was a trailer for the movie Dosed, which if you haven't seen is, um, is a really harrowing documentary about a girl who is fully, fully addicted to heroin, has been for years, a, a fucking hopeless case, but still functioning somehow, still having parents that support her and and all the rest, like just high functioning but getting on with her life, so not like a total down and out. 
and she turns her life around through the help of uh, plant medicines, particularly psilocybin kicks the doors open and then I begin boots are right through them so would recommend you watch it it's um set in vancouver the uh, opening scene shows where she's the copper heroin this place called death alley and i'm just like that's that's not the same block i buy my weed it is too i buy my weed in a really bad part of town but if it was cheaper in good parts of town i'd go there so whatever um so it's a trailer for that movie and uh there's a comment underneath it and it says other than the name, I'm not sure what this movie is about. Well, then fucking watch it, you balloon. That's why they're showing you a fucking trailer, because they want you to watch it and find out what it actually is about. What, what do you think? You can just look at a fucking screen grab from the trailer on Instagram and know what it's about. What is this comment? This is nothing. You're a fucking balloon. And just to add insult to injury, you can just imagine how eminently fucking hateable this fucking prick is, right? Because... This is his Instagram name, all one word. The Vintage Foraging Yogi. Oh, you love vintage stuff, do you? Oh, you forage your own food, do you? Oh, you go and do yoga. Listen, you fucking hippie. Shut the fuck up, okay? What sort of a fucking vintage foraging yoga master is fucking taking time to write fucking nothing comments? What fucking shocker did you pull that out of? Because I've got my suspicions. You fucking balloon. Walloper. I don't even care that he gave out his fucking real Instagram handle. Who the fuck could learn anything from that balloon? And yourself. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about this. So, there is a page on Facebook called Buns Vancouver. B-U-N-Z-Z for my Canadian listeners. Um... The point being there that it's like a trading community where things get traded for equal value without money swapping hands. So it's like pure Vancouver, pure hippies, you know. It's a great service. And, you know, sometimes you come, you come into some stuff that you don't need or want, but you know is valuable. So you're like, fuck it, I'll take that and I'll buns it. Case in point, my old job was throwing out two giant old flat screen TVs that um, they had uninstalled from museum exhibits. They built museum exhibits and they were going to throw them out. And I was like, well, can I have them? And they're like, yeah, sure. Now, they were so heavy. They were like first generation flat screen TVs. Obviously, the museum had the dough to pay for it at the time, but they were coming back as scrap. So I nabbed them, put them up on buns and the guy was like, what do you want for them? And I was like, I'll tell you exactly what I want, mate. I want a 32 inch TV and I want a PlayStation 3 and he's like, right, cool, give me a couple of hours. So he sourced them from somewhere else because it was way cheaper for him to do that than go out and get two 52-inch TVs, which he now has. Happy as fucking Larry, I assume. Whatever, however you're doing. If Joseph, if for some reason you're listening to this, God bless. Hope TV's going well, mate. PlayStation's still running absolutely fine. Can't find a game that I like. Last game I enjoyed was South Park Stick of Truth. Um... And I'm trying to play Mass Effect 2 right now because everyone says it's one of the best games of all time. But it's pissing me the fuck off because I don't understand the fucking how to control your squad mates. Which is apparently the game defining mechanic in it. So whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. So that's what Bonds is, right? But it is. It's obviously it attracts balloons. Like the balloons are on there all the time. I literally have a note full of all the balloons that I've ever seen on Bonds. But I'm saving that. I'm saving that. Like that is like once I make my stand up comedy live debut like 
that could be a good chunk. There's five minutes in there, I'd say. Um, so like, it's just you know, it, people are fucking eat. It's like there's some some fucking person had it on one time. It's like, look, I'm vegetarian. Went out last night, got blocked. Woke up this morning. There's three slices of pepperoni Domino's pizza in the house here for anybody that wants it. It's like I'm just going to somebody else's house to pick up three manky old slices of pizza. Okay, me getting the PlayStation, great. Somebody getting fucking food poisoning from day old pizza, bad. Obviously, I wouldn't have thought that I would have needed to fucking say that out loud, but here we all are. So, puns is full of balloons, right? It's fucking, it, it is the embodiment of the word notion sometimes. And as I say, I've got to save some of it because of good ass material. But, uh, some innocent fucker has put in here, well, I've got a fucking fur coat that I've inherited. Don't really wear fur coats. Would anyone, you know, would anyone like to swap me for it? And I don't even have her comments saved in the screenshot here because, like, whatever. She's just trying to get something. It's it's fucking East Van. It's She's probably from East Vancouver and she probably wants a fucking yoga mat for one of her trans friends. But that's not the point here. One of the comments underneath. And, like, I consider myself left wing, but there's just, there's just a time and a place for this. Like, so the, the top comment says... Please consider donating to an animal rehabilitation space where the animals can cuddle up with the fur. Wearing furs from industrial crate farming is disgusting. Minks deserve to live free from captivity and torture. Who the fuck said anything about minks? Stop pushing your fucking mink agenda where it doesn't fucking belong, okay? Never ever mink and drive, you fucking balloon. Walloper. Poor girl's just trying to get rid of a coat and get a PlayStation 3, like. She just wants the Ghostbusters video game. She wants to fuck shoot proton packs. And this bitch is making it about fucking mink rights. Time and place. Walloper. Oh yeah. And I wanted to do a Walloper Watch double D double down. So if you go back to the last time we did uh Walloper Watch, which was the week before last, um, there was one guy called uh Jeffrey Burtek, and it just sometimes I still think about his profile and just get a good laugh. What? A fucking tube. Go back and hear that one if you want. We've had crack here on Walloper Watch. We've had crack. Um. So next one, uh, like a constant internal debate I have is like, what's the worst fan base? Is it like Star Wars? Is it mixed martial arts? Or is it rock music? Because the comments on underneath some things to do with fucking heavy metal and hard rock are just bananas. Like, we're all freaks that love fucking guys going, blah, 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 blah. Like, we need to band together, you know? We can't fucking, we can't let the fucking norm cores win this one. So anyway, this is under a Tom Morello post. So Tom Morello, obviously the uh, famous and very politically active um, Rage Against the Machine guitarist, who's now embarrassing himself playing EDM, but that is a topic for another day. Um, so the comment says, I think Tom Morello inspired Buckethead so much for some reason. And is the comment of a walloper. There can be absolutely no doubt about it. So, a couple of things, couple of things fucking jump out at me here. I think Tom Morello inspired Buckethead so much. I'm not as 100% certain that he did, because Buckethead was already very, very prolific by about 1995. And, you know, uh, Raising Against the Machine really only came on the scene in 1992. 
I think what this game means by this comment is that both Tom Morello and Buckethead both regularly make use of a kill switch. And I mean, he's probably, he's, he's possibly, excuse me, he's possibly right that that's where Buckethead got that technique from. But I believe that, you know, Eddie Van Halen was doing that in the seventies. So the fact that they just use the same sort of fluttering, stuttering kill switch style. Um, maybe in one or two songs and this guy's just been like, oh my God, I connected the dots. I'm McNulty in the wire. I worked it out and I'm going to fucking wave my fucking opinion all around in everyone's faces online. And then for some reason, for some reason, no, I just worked it out for you, pal, because they use kill switches in kind of a similar way on a couple of occasions. That doesn't mean that he was his biggest influence and it doesn't mean that you should go around fucking writing about that and then the thing is for some reason that just fucking bothers me on there like for some reason well if you think it analyze your own thoughts work it out and present the fucking case you know so anyway there's a comment back to him and it says I think Paul Gilbert inspired Buckethead the most wrong wrong like Tom Morello is a better case so there's just here's a walloper replying to a fucking walloper uh, but I'm not 100% sure bro well but you think so are you not sure that that's what you think or what? Like, uh, like seriously, think these things fucking through. And then the reply is yes, but because he gave him a lesson, I think. Well, so, so Paul Gilbert gave Buckethead one lesson and that was his biggest inspiration. One lesson. Balloons. Jesus Christ. Wallopers. Oh my God. Wallopers fucking squared there. Wallopers replying to Wallopers. Wallopersception. Okay, okay so... uh Honestly, I'm not really sure what my problem with this was. This is the danger of working this up over a week, but uh, it's a post by the Daily High Vancouver, and it says that Vancouver is going to spend 2.1 million quid on street cleaning jobs for the homeless this year. The top comment says this includes a dedicated feces disposal team. So I guess I just don't get it. Like, are they going to make homeless people clean shit off the street? You know what? Fuck it. I can't remember why that bothered me. So fuck it. See, it's not all slick production fucking jingles around here. Sometimes we fuck up. Oh, Jesus Christ, this was the fucking height of ignorance, right? So, the worst of Tumblr on Facebook posted a meme and it says, I don't think I've told anyone no as much as I've told YouTube I don't want to try YouTube Premium. Which, you know, is just just a feature of modern life. Like, who the fuck can afford YouTube Premium? I mean, not fucking I. So, the top comment is from some fucking slut in a fucking boob harness. And it says, have fun, ha- have fun having 65 ads while watching a video. So what? This fucking whore only fans enough money to get fucking YouTube and now she thinks it's better than the rest of us. Walloper, put your fucking tits away. Your father would be fucking disgraced. All right, well, I couldn't find the smoking gun in that guy's profile. I guess I just learned a lesson that from now on, if I'm going to have a fucking serious walloper watch, I need to screenshot the exact thing because it's possible that he deleted it and, you know, whatever. But just like making your Twitter profile just all left-wing talking points or all right-wing talking points is just like walloping behavior. Normal people being that interested in politics 
what's the word I'm looking for? It smacks of delusion. If you think you can fucking change things, you haven't been paying fucking attention. Politicians aren't going to be on our side until we get the torches and the pitchforks. And I don't know when that is ever going to happen because Netflix keeps putting out stuff. So I just think we're fucked and we'll be better off just trying to have crack in the meantime. Oh, the next one is from The Guardian's senior music reviewer. So uh, he's talking about the album by Getz, I think, G-H-E-T-T-S. And this fucking sentence put me over the fucking edge, okay? Now, I don't know anything about Getz, and I'm not slagging Getz, and I don't have any comment whatsoever on his music, okay? But this is to do with the wording of this review. This is The Guardian. One of the biggest newspapers in the world, and supposedly one of the best. You know, they're always like, oh, we broke the Snowden story, blah, blah. Um, and this is their senior music editor. This is a guy who, when like a proper big album comes out, that they will get to review it. So, this sentence says, But the prevailing musical tone of the album is a reflective small hours melancholy. Hop out and fire and brimstones understated lonely sounding take on G-Funk, semicolon, the smeared ghostly vocal samples that echo around autobiography, semicolon, not sure you're supposed to use two at once, but whatever, the jazzy piano chords drifting through Proud Family, a track on which the electronics sound like the gusts of wind, as if the whole thing is playing on a deserted, sodium-lit city street. Now, the phrase... Sodium lit. Almost made me grind my back fucking teeth out there. What the fuck do you mean? A sodium lit city street. What? What kind of fucking average man knows what the fuck that means? I had to go Google it, right? And it turns out that street lamps are powered by sodium gas. Well, why couldn't he have just said street lamp lit city street? Because he's a fucking... Guardian, privately educated fucking wanker, and he had to throw something in there just to fuck with me. And I wouldn't have even read this fucking review if the phrase sodium lit hadn't been in the fucking headline. So it's like, what the fuck does this mean? Why wouldn't he just say it's streetlights? It's too much. It's way too wankerous, and I just couldn't help but think to myself, Alex Petritus, walloper. Alright, so I was enjoying this. This is uh, from Jessica Kirsten's Instagram. Very, very, very funny comedian from New York. She's put up a picture of her with a black lady and said a rare sighting and claims it to be Yoko Ono. Obviously it's not. It's a big black lady. Yoko Ono is a short Asian lady. Vastly different. Polar opposites. And uh, the (laughs) top comment says, uh, what? She looks nothing like Yoko Ono. You spotted the first Asian you could find and tried your joke out? This shit isn't even funny. How embarrassing for her and anyone that knows her. I hope she doesn't see this. So, this guy is obviously the comedy police. He is in charge of what people can and can't say and whatever personally offends him, therefore should not be allowed and probably should be legislated out of existence. So anyway, Jessica Kirsten comments back, she saw it and shared it, kissy face. And I was just like, oh my god, Walloper, you got involved in a professional comedian shit and you got shut down straight away. That's like, I'd be mortified if that happened to me. The roasting I got the one time I tried to post into the Australian Simpsons meme group, I have never tried it again. People were like, I need these likes, they're gonna take my thumbs. I was like, oh my god, I do not need this, I'm out of here. Balloon. Can't believe that. 
All right, so then uh, if you saw the last UFC pay-per-view there, you maybe, I can't remember if they announced it on the broadcast or not, maybe the official broadcast, maybe not the illegal streams, um, but Bruce Buffer got a cool coat. Um, it's a really shit-hot suit jacket, and inside is the lining has been printed with a comic strip showing about Bruce you know, commentating or announcing, excuse me, over 25 years in the UFC. Top comment says, How? The worst of the announcers in any sport I know of. Shrug emoji. But congrats. So what are you trying to say here, James Perry, you fucking walloper? What do you mean, how? He showed up to work every day he was asked to, every every day for 25 years, and that's how he's getting a 25th anniversary jacket. What the fuck is so difficult for this, you know? Do you think that if you post 10 bad comments, you're going to get a free fucking coffee? No. And what do you mean the worst of announcer? Announcing is hardly the fucking best part. Of, like, who cares? A fucking trained monkey could read out the names of the fighters. At the end of the day, they're going to be on screen at all times. The announcing is just, I don't know, it's probably just like hangover from boxing. That when MMA just took the whole fucking thing from boxing and moved on. But like, to have beef with an announcer, you're a fucking walloper. Get out of the fucking house, James Perry. And then to say, but congrats. So you're congratulating him on being the world's worst announcer. I don't know. It just seems like... Maybe, James Perry, before you go on Facebook, you shouldn't fucking huff a whole bunch of fucking glue. Glue head. Oh my god. So, this is not a single walloper, but I want to name wallopers. Every single solitary individual who was involved with producing the UFC betting show that came on just before the main card. I don't know if any of you guys saw this. It was on BT Sport. And these... Three fucking plastic surgeried up fucking former Burns victim, horrible plastic Michael Jackson faced fucking shite hawks come on and tell you all the odds like it fucking matters. Nobody fucking cares about the Vegas lines. Two lads are going to fight basically to the fucking death. Nobody fucking cares. And it's like, oh, over to Yanni the Greek for his... Like, what the fuck? Why do you need two of them? How could the fucking odds be different? Like, I don't... Wallopers. Every single fucking one of them. Google Yanni the Greek and you tell me that man doesn't look like a fucking walloper. Creepazoid. Get away from me. There's 100% going to be a documentary about him someday. How he like to fucking dip his fingers in paint while he fuck kids. Something mental. Trust me on that. Wallopers. This next one's actually... I'm going to have to compose myself for a second before this one, to be honest. So, I'm not even going to give the account's name out. I don't know if it's like... If he's like locally famous where he's from, but... What a fucking balloon. I imagine this is Cork's answer to Andy Malone. Hey folks, do any of ye have a contact for Blind Boy from the Rubber Bandits? I'm thinking about starting my own podcast and I'm hoping he will give me some advice and possibly a lend of his equipment for a few weeks. Oh... Oh yeah, and he'll, he'll probably guest on the first episode and he'll give you a hand with the production and sure, maybe sometimes he'll write content for it and contribute to that as well and sure, maybe he'll host the whole fucking thing for you too. What the fuck are you talking about? He's a super successful podcaster. You're a balloon with a half-baked idea. You don't get advice from him. You get to shut the fuck up and you get to suck and you get to feel and you get to fucking hate yourself like everybody else has ever tried to fucking create something. You don't fucking skip steps, right? Anyway, I wouldn't have done it, but Blind Boy got back to him and it just underscores what I said. It says, get a 30 euro USB microphone and start chatting. That's all the advice anyone needs. 
actually I missed that bit there. Blind Boy also said, make sure you have a story to tell. But I, you do, I don't have a story to tell. There's no fucking story here. This is a fucking walloper watching show. Anyway, I just couldn't fucking believe that. He's thinking about starting his own podcast. He's literally not even sure that he's definitely going to do it. But he needs Blind Boy's phone number and the land of his equipment. And by the way, I have Joe Rogan on next week. Balloon. Go and fucking play in traffic. I can't believe that some of these people are in the fucking gene pool. Alright, so the next one, it was just, uh, just a headline that I saw. It was just like, I did not, did not read the article. I want to underline that. I don't invite these type of wallopers into my life. I, again, like, I, I never go looking for wallopers, folks, okay? Just being out there on social media for the, the little amount of time that I'm on it in a week. You know, I see them. They're, they're around every fucking corner. You just, you just gotta know where to look. And I guess you gotta have mental health problems so that the comments of strangers on the internet fucking have a physiologically damaging effect on you that you need to turn into something positive, like a podcast. So this is what the headline said, alright, you ready? It was a link to a video, I can't remember where I saw this, it might have been on The Guardian, because I'm just down on The Guardian recently. It was where I used to get my news, but... They let Adrian Childs write a column! What? Who the fuck... Could be interested in that fucking lazy eyed coat hangers fucking. Uh, like, what could he have opinions on? He's a balloon. Like, and some of the headlines I've seen on his things, it's just like in the middle of a pandemic, and he's just like, tie in your shoes. Should you do the double knot, or should you just leave it with the bunny ears? I found out. It's like, Adrian, go and play with your fucking Lego and shut the fuck up. You ugly fucking cunt. I'm sorry, but if you have any respect for Adrian Childs, I have no respect for you. And it's just like, what has he ever done to earn respect? Being on TV, written a column in The Guardian. Okay, alright, fair enough, both things that I'd love to do. But has he brought any sort of panache to either of them? No. Does he have any sort of discernible talent or... I don't know, I just... If that's what you're excited for showing up on your TV or in your newspapers, please get help. I will put the Samaritans number at the end of this podcast. Please, please, please reach out and talk to somebody, okay? I want you to be more social and less interested in wallopers, okay? Thanks. So, the headline, the walloping headline of the week was... Why I built a traditional Saxon house in the garden... For my son. Listen mate. Because you're a walloper. Unless your son is in there. Sniffing fucking lines off. Of his two stripper girlfriends. Then this is. So firmly. In walloper territory. That it's fucking insane. You've encroached so far into walloper territory. Other wallopers are going to try and put you out. Your son doesn't care if it's a traditional Saxon house. I promise you that, mate, okay? If you built him a playhouse or a treehouse, that's fucking brilliant. You needed to make it a traditional Saxon house. Look, I am sorry that your father did not love you. I am honest to God. My apologies on that. But please, please don't make your son a walloper too, okay? Let him out. Let him put up a couple of page three bitches in there. 
Don't worry about it staying traditionally Saxon, okay? Some life advice for that guy there. All right, and off we go to Jason Christ's website. So that's J J A Y Sin S I N. So Jason, see what he's doing there, Christ, and he's a metal musician of some sort. I'm finding it very, very, very hard to permeate through this guy's own bullshit. Uh, I had a real, real good roam through this website the other day, and what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna read out the bio. So he's written himself a bio on here, and it's horrible. I, this guy I saw because he was writing, I think it was again Tom Morello status and he was writing some fucking right wing shit up there. It's just like, of course he's in the metal. Like, you know, all these fucking white fucking supremacists all fucking love Pantera. You know, it is what it is. I still love Pantera. I don't hate Jews, you know, so it's possible. But, uh, Jason Christ was writing some shit about communism or whatever to Tom Morello and I was like, well, let's see what this guy's all about. You know, this guy's bound to have a positive, uplifting life where he has creative projects that are of artistic merit and, you know, contributes to society. So, uh, like, obviously, 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 of course not. Like, he's a balloon. Good artists don't comment on other artists' art. Like, that's why I'm a walloper. I have a podcast and I criticize people infinitely more successful than me, okay? Like, I'm cool with that though, okay? I'm cool with that. I'm not, I'm not looking to be fucking Larry King. I don't want to be Joe Rogan. I don't want people to recognize me in the fucking street, okay? Like, seriously. Not my MO whatsoever. But that's not the case for a lot of people. And, Look, let me just read this whole bio out, okay? I'll read it out in full, and then we'll go back over, and we'll highlight the most walloping areas, okay? The most offensively walloping phrases and or words. Words or phrases or sentences, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, the punctuation, like, bad punctuation really fucking bothers me, like. <sighs> okay, here we go. Jason Christ, all one word. What? So is it Jason Christ? As in Christ has been getting the J's in, he's been smoking them down? Right, look, I gotta get through this, I'm gonna get through this first, I'm gonna do this. Jason Christ from the Chemical Valley, Charleston, West Virginia, emerges a new kind of rock and roll dream. Growing up in a blend of influences, Jason Christ is a connoisseur of sounds, gospel, country, classical, rock, metal, and hip-hop, making Jason Christ everything that's right and wrong with rock. Constantly evolving, his live performances are a roller coaster ride of insanity and always on the edge of not knowing what's going to happen. His music has been described as having an anxiety attack, then taking a Xanax for Xanax for the feeling of calm rolling into full-blown psychosis. You've never the same. You're never the same. That was my bad. You're never the same. Three exclamation marks. War, guns, girls, drugs are just some of the topics Jason writes about. Growing up in the Chemical Valley, he had access to a cesspool of different musical influences, Coming from a dirt-poor background and a family completely engulfed in music, being different was hard for Jason. Often bullied in school and a hard-knock home life, music seemed to be the only outlet for expression. 
armed with nothing but a hard-working background and a niche for integrity. Jason started writing, recording and performing, spending years perfecting his razor-sharp musical knowledge. Word soon spread and local radio, venues and labels took notice. Riding a wave of successes, his outstanding professionalism and stage presence, Jason Christ was sharing the stages with the same influences he grew up idolising. It seems Jason was smelling smelling like platinum from 1998 to 2009 after releasing his first major label. Jason took a hiatus from music to enjoy normal life experiences. Unfortunately, being away from music from that time caused him to downward spiral into depression. Starting completely over with nothing but the hunger, Jason is exploding in the studio with a whole new batch of songs and is back bigger than ever. On an uncontrollable wave of creativity, the new album is a breath of fresh air to rock, a return to feeling emotions that will take you to a new sonic plateau. His music and professionalism has allowed him to touch thousands with his music, while also appearing in the feature film Skiatopia, 88 Acres of Anarchy. Only the sky is the limit on how far this shooting star will travel. Grammar is obviously a major problem here. I wonder did that bout of depression cause him to forget how to use fucking punctuation. So also, this first sentence doesn't make any sense. Jason Christ from the Chemical Valley emerges a new kind of rock and roll dream. I mean, I know what he's trying to say, but it's punctuated all wrong. There's parentheses in there and it's 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 horrible. Growing up in a blend of influences. You don't grow up in a blend of influences. You grow up on a blend of influences. Uh, connoisseur doesn't need a capital letter. Uh, if you're trying to be a metal musician, who gives a fuck if you like gospel and country? Um, making Jason Christ everything that's right and wrong with rock. I mean, certainly you're a lot of what's wrong with it. Constantly evolving his live performances are a roller coaster ride of insanity and always on the edge of not knowing what's going to happen. Now, would have been great to get a comma in there, but evidently this... Like, he wrote this about himself. Let's be honest. He obviously wrote this about himself. Nobody else would have written such a tragic fucking bio that was like... There's nothing tangible to tell us what the success was 1988 to 2000. Wasn't that the years? 1988 to 2009. What happened during that time? Nothing? Where is the... It seems Jason was smelling like platinum from 1988 to 2009 after releasing his first major label. So where's any evidence of that? I have searched through this website and there are three songs up here and they all have in brackets after demo. So you've never properly produced a song that says after releasing his first major label. So the way I read that is like he released a label. He started a label. So it's bad English. It's It's just horrendous. Obviously it's horrendous. But the point being is that someone that is this fucking bad at expressing themselves with words, I don't feel like they're going to be able to express themselves any clearer in the music, honestly. Now, not to say that somebody who's not that intelligent doesn't know how to use a semicolon or whatever can't make great music, okay? One of my favourite bands of all time, The Sex Pistols. Was Steve Jones essentially a common thief before the band? Yes. So, here we all are. And then... So this, I just, I have to go back to this, excuse me. So, constantly evolving his live performances are, right, so I'm going to punctuate this, okay? Constantly evolving. His live performances are a roller coaster ride of insanity. 
and are always on the edge of not knowing what's going to happen next. But the gigs aren't on the edge of not knowing what's going to happen next. The people aren't, don't know what's going to happen next. You know, like this is just, this is bad all around. Uh, his music has been described as having an anxiety attack, then taking a Xanax for a feeling of calm rolling into full blown psychosis. So his music makes you anxious, makes you need to take medicine. And then makes you crazy. Like, come on, son. If that was true, you wouldn't have written your own bio. Somebody would have done it for you. I love this afterwards, though. War, guns, girls, drugs. All things that I promise you Jason has never experienced. Maybe guns and drugs because he's a white trash American. But, uh, and, you know, maybe war because it seems like Probably the army is going to be the only place left for him in a couple of years. A cesspool of different musical influences. No. No. A cesspool is a bad thing. You're trying to say that you had like a melting pot. Okay. You want to say a melting pot, but you've chosen cesspool, which is such a hilarious mistake. Um, being different. And then this is, then when it gets sad, it's like, what the fuck is this cunt trying to do to me? Is he trying to get me excited about his music or is he trying to make me fucking start a charity in his name? Being different was hard for Jason. Often bullied in school. I get it. Bullies, I'm on your side. And a hard knock home life. So this guy's getting bullied at school and at home. And this is what he chooses to do with it. Okay, you know, like, who was molested as a kid and grew up to be super successful? Bill Burr, there you go. Fucking hell, come on. There is the fucking... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's been done before. It's proven. It's a... It's a proof of concept. Boom. I know all the fucking phrases. Uh, often bullied in school and a hard knock home life, music seemed to be the only outlet for expression. Armed with nothing but... Right, so hold on. Often bullied in school and a hard knock home life, music seemed to be the only outlet for expression. If it's that hard knock of a home life, you wouldn't have musical equipment, okay? Music stuff costs money, unless you're sticky fingered. And then, like... But why have you not made any music then? If music was the only outlet for expression, why didn't you make any? And why isn't it on your website for me to listen to? Come on, son. So, honestly, I can see I can see why this kid's parents would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he just comes home. Oh, hey, son, how was your day? Well, you know, um, <sighs> I get bullied pretty bad, mom and dad, like... People don't like me. I'm just like, yeah, we don't either. Fucking yeah, yeah, smacking the shit out of them. How dare you get bullied? Uh, armed with nothing but a hard-working background and a niche for integrity. Niche for integrity is the worst phrase I've ever read. That's just so wrong. Word soon spread. No, it didn't. Jason Christ was sharing the stages with the same influences he grew up idolizing. Yes, maybe those gospel influences because he sang in the fucking church choir. Not a fucking hope this dude had any success in the 90s. Think about it. The years he lists here, 1988 to 2009, think about what was fucking going on in metal at that time. New metal, kid rock, and then fucking metalcore happens. So, like, all those things were massive. If this guy was that good, we would have fucking heard about him. Big time, okay? So to say, those were the two major movements, but there wasn't a whole lot else going on. So there would have been, there was fully, fully room for someone to come along and be like a one-man bedroom black metal project. But clearly, this guy just wasn't good enough. So then this is just like, it's psychedelic, this fucking bio. Like, 
Jason took a hiatus from music to enjoy normal life experiences. What? Like, he wasn't having a normal life living at home with his parents being an unsuccessful musician? What, he got a job in a call centre? I, I don't get it. Like, And then, no punctuation here, but these should be two sentences, so it should be... So what it says is, Jason took a hiatus from music to enjoy normal life experiences. Unfortunately, being away from music for that time caused him to downward spiral into depression. Alright, let me help you out here, Jason, okay? So, let me show you where the full stop needs to be. Jason took a hiatus from music to enjoy normal life experiences. Full stop. Unfortunately, being away from music for that time caused him to downward spiral into depression. Starting completely over with nothing but the hunger. But like, what about the equipment? Did he sell all the equipment and the skills? Like, you don't... You forget music theory if you teach yourself it right. You know, you'll forget bits and pieces, but like... The basic theory is relatively simple. You're not going to forget that. So how is he starting over with nothing? Also, you're white in America. Like, you're not starting with nothing. Starting completely over with nothing but the hunger, Jason is exploding in the studio with a whole new batch of songs and it's back bigger than ever. Jason is exploding in the studio like a can of beans in the microwave. Him just sitting there, right, okay, I'm going to write my first song. Blood all over the fucking walls of his bedroom as his mum comes in to check on him. Jason, would you like a... Ah! I just... The lack of self-awareness, like, this is so transparent. On an uncontrollable wave of creativity, the new album is a breath of fresh air to rock, but it's not. A return to feeling emotions that will take you to a new sonic plateau. Dude, I smoke dope to not feel emotions. Are you fucking kidding me? A new sonic plateau... Right, here's the thing. A new Sonic Plateau is a fucking banging phrase. If I read that in a proper music review, I'd be happy enough. I'd be like, oh, ooh la la. Like, I would say the leap that While She Sleeps made from the the album with four walls on it to You Are We is them reaching a new Sonic Plateau. And then from You Are We to So What, it's like a half a new plateau, if that makes sense. Um, So I get it. That's good, okay? This guy, there's something going on here. His music and professionalism has allowed him to touch thousands, what, of kids? Oh! With his music while also appearing in the feature film Skatopia, Idiot Acres of Anarchy. Any money that was as an extra, no doubt. Or they needed a musical act and they just wanted to, and it doesn't matter, it's just going to be on, you know, in the background of a scene, so they just got the village idiot. Only the sky is the limit on how far this shooting star will travel. Well, only the sky, or the hunger, or the depression, or any of the other excuses that are in here. Uh, well, I would have been famous, but, you know, fucking, I took time off to have normal experiences, and then that caused me to spiral down. It's like, what the fuck is this? Also, the button at the bottom of this fucking bio just says button text. You need to replace that, mate. That's bad marketing. You're a balloon. See, is there anything that's funny on this console website before we go? Because, like, if you're not a balloon that writes fake made-up bios about yourself, then fucking good on you. You know what I mean? Nobody ever gives you a pat on the back just for not being a walloper. But this podcast will do that. If you're not a walloper, fucking good for you. Okay, here we go. Latest news. I want to hear from you. Say hi, fuck you, or whatever. Bored. There's five comments. How many of those do you bet, are from Jason Christ himself? I'm going to say five. 
Oh, fair enough. There's actually a real comment. Hey, what's up? Dementia has a cool vibe. Okay, Metal Chick. Wow, you're fucking awesome. Just got your album on Spotify. Fake. 420. You're the heaviest guitar shredder. No punctuation. Fake. You're going to be famous. No punctuation. Dude, your has a fucking apostrophe in it. like, And this is fucking... No. I did not accept this. Not at all. The last comment says, saw you with Cradle of Filth at Harpo's epic. But like, there's no way this comp backed up Cradle of Filth. No. No. I'll have another look at YouTube to see if we can find anything about this fucking cunt. I believe I did this the other day, but... So I've now typed in Jason C-H-O-R and there's no autofill, so... Okay, so his YouTube channel has 8 subscribers, 45 videos. Oh my god. He's posted a video three days ago. It has two views and it's called Jason Christ from the Chemical Valley, Charleston, West Virginia emerges a new kind of rock and roll dream. And then the bio for the YouTube video is just copy and pasted that fucking horrible bio. So I'm not super turned off by the music, but I feel like it's derivative. I feel like there was a riff. I've already heard a riff that was stolen. Pretty sure that's a drum machine. Horrible production. I don't know, folks. I just don't know. Oh, he's got a bet you can't play this. Wow. Bet you I can't. Play it. I can't fucking see it. Who the fuck puts up a video like this? Wow. That was terrible. That is honestly the fucking worst. That's it. We're done with fucking Jason Christ. We're not giving him any more attention. That's clearly what he wants, but... Listen, Jason Christ, I want you to understand something, mate. When you lose your virginity, you are not going to understand what is happening. So as soon as you come, I need you to get out and leave because you're going to cry, okay? And that poor girl doesn't need that, okay? She's clearly got enough problems. She has to fucking get underneath you. So just please do it for all of us, all right? Um, okay, let's, honestly, that fucking, I feel stupider for being on that guy's website. I feel fucking horrible. I feel like I should stop listening to heavy metal forever and I should just fucking, I'm like, I feel suicidal now. Like, what? How dare that walloper? Ugh. But I am glad that we got to fucking talk about that. Like, the internet has allowed a lot of people to have a platform. Everybody, you know, pretty much everybody. If you have electric and internet, you're good to go. Um, but that is in no way to say that everyone should have one. And yes, a whole bunch of people sent me that meme the other day of the dude with the sign saying, not everyone should have a podcast. Well, you know, not everyone should. Like, I don't think priests should. 
what the fuck would a priest podcast be like? Welcome back to the priest cast. Today, we're talking about mass. Shite. Fucking get out. Not everybody should have a podcast. But I think Big D is fucking successfully making the case for himself pretty well. So, uh, Facebook the other day, dad joke of the day, absolutely great page. Follow it. Really, really recommend it. So the joke is, my son made the mistake of telling me I was being overdramatic, so I just changed the Wi-Fi password. We'll see who's overdramatic in about five minutes. And it's just like, all right, great. I'm, I'm not really laughing. Not really not laughing. Just it's a dad joke. It is what it is. Happy days. Let's all get on with our lives. Here's a page that's trying to make you laugh, trying to do a good thing. Not necessarily succeeding, but keeping trying, keeping plugging, going at it every day. Top comment from Justin with a Y. Member of the homosexual community, I would wager. As funny as this is, I would go further. Put his devices on a fixed IP at the router, then bandwidth limit them at around 33.6 kilobits per second. Everyone else in the house has full speed but him. Full stop. Justin. Please invite me to your next party. It must be fucking insane. Has your wife ever come? Seriously? Uh, no, I didn't think so. Well, your husband. Well, fuck, I don't know. But like, it's a joke. We're not actually trying to fucking lock children in their fucking bedrooms and make them concentration camps. Like, it's a joke. It is a joke. This guy put this internet speed that he would limit it to on. Like, we have to hope that this cunt doesn't actually have his own kids, because that is fucking horrendous. Good fucking lord, what a fucking walloper. Okay, so last bit of crack for the fucking week on Funny MMA. Good page on uh, Facebook, shares the best memes. Uh, so they put up, uh, the comment says, Kamaru Usman faces potential six-month medical suspension pending result of foot x-ray, and then it's Emperor Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith going... Ironic. Okay? Pretty good meme. Solid. Construction. All the parts are there. Makes sense. Not that funny, but whatever. Top comment. Richard Dixon. So this guy's name is Dick Dixon. What a fucking walloper. When did all these people that live in fucking trailers get access to the internet? Seriously. Dick Dixon. Come on. Nobody with university education will fucking call their children that. So he says, Usman probably took a hammer to his own foot just so he can drag out his title reign for as long as possible. Yes, that is, I am almost positive what a professional athlete did was take a hammer to his own foot so that he can have the belt for a little bit longer. Did you fucking think about that at all before you wrote that out? It's not funny. I mean, it's not funny on any fucking level. He probably took a hammer to... And it, there's no LOLs or laughing faces or anything. This guy is completely serious. He believes that Usman beat up fucking... What's-his-face? Titanic. And, um... Went home. And was like, well, i like to have the belt maybe for a little bit longer. So I'll get the claw hammer out. Goes, rummages in the toolbox. Gets the claw hammer. Comes back. Fucking gets his foot up on a chair and then fucking, you know, left foot up on the chair, hammer in the right hand, bang, 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 break a couple of metal, breaks a couple of metatarsals and then sits down and goes, fuck, that's great. 
that is fucking brilliant. I'll have this belt for a few more months now. That's fucking quality. Can't train for the next three, but I'll have the belt for them. Seriously, Dick Dixon, come the fuck on, you walloper. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that edition of Walloper Watch. Um, it was a good one. You know, there was that one guy who couldn't find his offense, his walloping offense. And then, obviously, Jason Christ, like the satanic death metaler that has Christ in his name or the Jesus loving, I don't know. It's just, there's just too much, too much fucking wrong. If that guy, if that guy had just one friend, he never would have wound up on Walloper Watch. Never, ever. So look, reach out to your friends that like heavy metal in this pandemic. We are not okay, all right? I am. He's not, okay? Fucking hell. Uh, so look, hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. I'm uh, going to go straight into editing this and get this fired up. Uh, let's get the fucking 200 views off the back of this one. Um, it's been a cracker, and uh, don't forget that at 250 plays, currently might push that up to 500, depends how things go. Um, uh, at 250 plays, we're releasing Blastcast. Blastcast, where I take a thousand milligrams of THC and record for as long as I remain conscious. Um, and don't forget to get your questions in for a question and answer episode. Punkadelicpodcast at gmail.com, at punkadelicpodcast on Instagram. Text me anytime, day or night, or as I say, uh, send pigeons, racing pigeons with messages attached to them. That's probably the best way to get in touch with me right now. Um, I'll be back next week. I believe the next episode that I'm going to record is going to be, uh, hit em, volume two. So we're going to be talking UFC for the entire, well, we'll probably actually have a little bit to talk about with Bellator this time. Um, now that they've put their fucking stall out for the light heavyweight tournament just just do us one favour Bellator okay don't fucking Bellator it up alright alright see you all later peace love punkadalic <laughs>